Hello and welcome to our Trail Magic Podcast, where we seek to equip college students with resources, biblical teaching, and helpful conversations for the journey ahead. I cannot count the times I have started a Bible reading plan and made it to Leviticus only to crash and burn a few weeks in. Why does it seem so difficult to build a consistent habit of Bible intake into our daily lives? I think it's because we fail to see how this spiritual discipline profoundly shapes our day-to-day. Join me today as I discuss a New Testament reading plan I'm using and how it's helping me spiritually grow. Let's hit the trail. Hey everyone, I want to take a few minutes today to share something with you that has really supercharged my walk with the Lord recently. And it's the 30-day New Testament reading plan. It's not anything organized that I found like a book or whatever. I just found a free one someplace on the internet that somebody put together. And it's basically what it sounds like. It's a 30-day blitz through the entire New Testament where you read about seven or eight chapters a day to complete the whole New Testament in one month's time. So you're probably like I was, like, what? How in the world am I going to find time to do that? Well, how about this? Check the screen time on your phone, on your, you know, the app on your phone, screen time, and you'll probably find an extra hour in there somewhere And you can take back your time from your device and in the next month commit it to the Lord. So I'll be honest, at first I was a little bit skeptical myself, but I thought this would be an interesting challenge. And it's been way, way more beneficial for me than I would have ever imagined. So I want to share a few ways where I have been challenged and I think I have grown through reading the New Testament like this in large chunks um, in, in, in one sitting or in one day. Uh, the first way I think I think I've grown is this. It's really easy to read the Bible in such small little snippets that you actually begin to lose the big picture of what's going on because of all the little details that you zero in on. And so what I mean is this. It can be hard to put together the whole chronology of events in the Gospels or in the book of Acts when the overarching story of that book is broken up so individually in such small little pieces. Let me give you a helpful example. Imagine watching the extended edition of Return of the King, one chapter every night. As best I can tell, that thing has 78 chapters in the extended edition. So it would take you 78 nights to finish one movie at one chapter per night. That's like almost two and a half months of trying to watch one movie. So my question is, if you did that, do you think you would be able to retain the flow of that movie very easily, or is it going to be chopped up and hard to piece together? I think you get the point. The second way I think this has challenged me is it is saturating my heart and my mind in the Word of God. I mean, that's obvious, right? And I probably don't need to go into why that is one of the best habits that we can develop in our lives. So there that one is for you. Number three, my desire for God and His Word is increasing a ton. I mean, it's just like increasing a ton. I think about reading the Bible when I have spare time now. A couple of months ago, I began praying for God to increase my affections for Him and increase my Word for Him or His Word in my life. And I think, honestly, I was just kind of thinking He would just sort of insert this desire out of nowhere, like out of the clear blue. But I really think this reading plan has been a part of His answer for me because as I have been diving deeply into the Word every day, you know, six, seven, eight chapters and really immersing my mind in the Scriptures, my desire, obviously, like you would imagine, is going up for him. So I think this has been a big answer uh, for one of the prayers that I have prayed. Fourth, it's reminded me of the importance of the spiritual disciplines. 
So some of you probably just made a sour face when I said the word discipline. Uh, If you like, insert the word habits, spiritual habits, spiritual formation. Making Bible intake a daily habit is life changing. There's no other way to say it. It's super easy to find other stuff to fill up our time, like just junk food type stuff to fill up our time. But we have to work out the salvation God has given us by seeking him daily. And Bible intake is a huge, huge part of that. So it's really reminding me of the need for spiritual disciplines in our lives. Fifth, here's another shameless Lord of the Rings reference for you. But I know no one, no one, no one, no one who has watched the extended editions of the movies and then said that the extended editions were worse than the theatrical versions. What do Lord of the Rings fans want more of? They want more time in Middle Earth, right? What does a believer in Christ want? More time in God's presence and more time in His Word. So I think, uh, again, you get the point. Um, The extended edition is better uh, because you spend more time uh, with the characters and what's going on, just like more time in the Word of God. You spend more time with the people in the Bible and more time with the Lord Himself, and that is what we ought to want, and that is what we need more of. Number six, my familiarity with the Bible is growing. I mean, that makes sense, right? This, this is not, none of this is rocket science. But the more time you spend at home, the more time you get familiar with where you live. So at night, when you get up to go use the restroom, you don't even have to turn on the lights, right? You just automatically know how to steer around that chair, or you automatically know how to turn that corner because you're familiar with where you live. You know your way around. Think about it. If you're growing in your familiarity with the Bible, how would that help you in personal evangelism opportunities? How might it help you when a friend comes to you with a question about the Bible or when they say, hey, I've got some doubts about my own faith. Can we talk? If you know the word, you're going to be able to talk with them a whole lot uh, more helpfully um, when those opportunities come up. Number seven, last one here. My kids see me carrying my Bible around way more than before. So I was reading my Bible pretty much daily before, but now they see me reading it, you know, at free time and things like that. They see me reading it way more than before, and I'm even inviting them into my readings. So if I have a chapter I think they're going to understand in the Gospels, I'm like, hey, you guys sit down and read this with me for a minute, and I'll read it out loud to them. I'm sharing portions of it with them to build that into their little memory banks so that they look back and they say, hey, I remember reading the Bible out loud with my dad when I was as a kid. So I understand maybe you don't have kids yet, but you do have roommates. You do have unsaved friends who you spend time around. You do have family members that maybe are Christians, but you would love to see them walking closer with Jesus, right? Well, scripture tells us in Hebrews that we ought to spur one another on to love and good deeds. So what if you and a friend took the 30 day challenge with me? And what if you set a course to read the New Testament in 30 days, spending just just so much time in the Word of God, and, and see what God does in your life through that? Maybe somebody else around you would be curious as to why you're reading the Word so much, or encouraged, if they're a Christian already, to go deeper in the Word as well. I'm almost finished, but I want to give you a couple of quick words of caution here, just some simple caveats so you don't misunderstand what I'm saying uh, and, and you don't you know think I'm, I'm aiming at something else here. Number one, Jesus sternly rebuked the Pharisees for practicing their righteousness in front of men to be seen. 
to parade their own supposed goodness that they thought they had. I am not advocating that kind of attitude here when I talk about reading the Word and and other people seeing you. I'm not advocating that at all when I say it's a benefit for others to see you reading the Bible more. I am simply saying your example of reading the Word more regularly or more deeply could spur someone else on towards Christ, and that's what we want, right? So I got this idea from a guy who goes to Alliance here, and he reads the Bible through, get ready for this, the, the whole Bible, Old and New Testament, in its entirety, once every three months. So he's reading the Bible like three and four times a year through, all the way, cover to cover. And while I'm not there yet, it, as I began to think on this example, I heard this like five months ago. I got to thinking, gosh, man, like I need to get more regular in the Word. And his example, without him ever knowing it, encouraged me to read the Word more. Second, you cannot divorce your heart and your mind from your eyes. Don't divorce your heart and your mind from your eyes. In other words, don't glaze over inwardly when you're reading the Word. Ask God to open the eyes of your heart to experience and hear from Him as you read. Let it go from your eyes to your heart and your mind and change you from the inside out. Number three, if you do well listening to audiobooks, you should try listening to the Bible uh, as well. There are free audio Bibles online, and sometimes I like to use the Dwell app, D-W-E-L-L, which I love for daily reading portions too. It just mixes it up a little bit to hear it. See, here's the thing. Much of the Bible was written to be read aloud. So take the epistles to the churches in the New Testament, for example. Paul wrote those so they were read aloud to the church. So hearing it the way it was meant to be read is a really, really cool experience. Fourth, you will by necessity be forced to rearrange your schedule if you're going to give ample time to each day's Bible reading. That is a good thing. Most of us have large chunks of time that we waste. So myself included, and I'm learning this, divide the seven or so chapters out. Read two or three in the morning, one or two at lunch, and finish up one or two before bedtime. That keeps the Word of God in front of you from sunup to sundown. Most likely, this will force you to evaluate how you're spending your time if you're going to finish the 30-day challenge. And then fifth, please remember this. This does not make you more spiritual than someone else who does not follow this reading plan. Let me repeat that. This does not make you more spiritual than someone else who does not follow the 30-day reading plan. Classic case, the Pharisees, right? They had the little phylacteries, the little boxes with Scripture inside of them hanging on their foreheads and around their wrists. And Jesus basically said to them, you're a bunch of whitewashed tombs, like you're dead on the inside, but you look really beautiful on the outside. So I'm not advocating for that. So finishing up, you have 30 days at the time of this recording, because it's now July 15th, you have 30 days until, uh, if you're a college student, you come back to Appalachian for your fall semester. So why not prepare your heart and mind for what's ahead by taking the 30-day New Testament challenge? Maybe do it with a friend and encourage one another on this journey together. If you decide to jump in on this Bible reading journey, all you got to do is just go find some 30-day New Testament reading plan online. There's a bunch of free ones out there, I think, and just get going. If you do, I would love to hear about it. Email me at jhayes at abfboon.org and let me know you're taking the 30-day challenge Uh, 30 Day New Testament Challenge with me. Let's jump in together. Trail Magic is a production of the College Ministry of Alliance Bible Fellowship in Boone, North Carolina. For more information, go to abfboone.org. Thanks for tuning in.